The following content is not suitable for children. Let's talk about sex, Lori. What do you think, Lori? I want to talk about sex, George. Welcome to Foreplay Sex Therapy. I'm Dr. Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fowler, your couples therapist. We are here to talk about sex. Our mission is to help couples talk about sex in ways that incorporate their body, their mind, and their hearts. And we have a little bit of fun doing it, right, G? Listen, and let's change some relationships. Uber Lube. It's a luxury lubricant. Can you say that three times fast? Uber Lube Luxury Lubricant. You know, basically, it's pure silicone bliss. It is made from superior ingredients. It has skin-soothing vitamin E, and it goes on just like natural moisture, and it lasts a long time. There's no drip. Their glass bottles are truly beautiful. You can leave them on your bedstand. I do. No problem. Nobody notices. And it's basically like this thin, slippery silicone formulation. It reduces friction, which is great, but it doesn't reduce sensation. And it stays slippery long enough for lasting pleasure. They have travel-friendly toughened glass bottles. You can slip it in your gym bag. You can slip it in your purse. You can be ready whenever. Try UberLube, the silicone lubricant at uberlube.com. Use the code foreplay for 10% off. Really, it is the best lubricant on the market. Communicating, talking about sex. So many people, this is such a gas pedal, right? They want to talk about sex before, during, after, just talking about it. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I don't know how you want to look at it. They're often partnered with somebody who doesn't really want to talk about sex. That is so right? true. And that's going to be a clash between a gas pedal and a brake. What do we do? Yin and yang. We are often partnered with somebody who kind of has the opposite defense structure as we do. You know, pursuers partner with withdrawers. That, that is the most common thing. Right. So we're going to talk today just about how can we get people more on the same page and get more of this common ground so they could have more to connect with, with each other. So let's talk about these gas pedals. What do you think? Yep. For people yep. that just really enjoy the debrief, right? Uh, like even they want to talk about sex beforehand because we can come up with some ideas. They might like <laughs> during sex, you know, shouting out, spank me, baby. Who knows what, you know, that <laughs> verbal stuff. It's just a turn TMI, off. TMI, 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 I, just, right? I just saw George saying that. Oh, God. <laughs> Call okay, me daddy. Go I don't know. Whatever <laughs> you want to throw out there, right? <laughs> okay. And then this afterwards, you know, a lot of times the withdrawal is like, how oh, that was great. Let's just fall asleep in each other's arms. And the, the pursuer is just perking up. They're like, well, how is that? What did you like? Did that work? Did that not work? And they want to go play by play over the whole scene. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it worked with so many pursuers. It's just a way of stretching out that good feeling. And they but want I'm to sure talk they, about it the next morning, right? Too, well, just to stretch it out even further. Is there ever a bad time to talk about it? <laughs> Says a pursuer. You know, so I, I do think there's some beautiful longings in a lot of it. We can talk about some anxiety too, but that longing that wants to stretch out the positive, yes, that wants to yes. hear good information. I mean, it wants to hear you were amazing. I love that. I love you. Because those feelings just continue to let the person stay in the experience. They continue to have more of it. So I, again, I think a lot that's good for withdrawers to hear. It's like the intent is not to, you know, evaluate you or to judge you or to make you feel bad. It's really to stretch out this good place. I think the intent is the excitement. We want to keep talking about it because it feels 
so exciting to talk about sex, to talk about what just happened, to understand our partner's mind about it. Like, well, what was it like for you? What did you think about? What did you fantasize about? What did you enjoy most? You know, is there anything I could have done that would have made it even better for you? That That is an exciting conversation to a sexual pursuer. But I think it lands and it has an impact that's slightly different. Right. Well, I also think we need to make room for there oftentimes is anxiety infused in that excitement that's looking for reassurance, that's saying, hey, how was that for you? Because I want to hear that it was really good. Because anxiety says maybe it wasn't because oftentimes you're not communicating, right? So that pushing energy is might be looking for some reassurance too. Yes, absolutely. You know, especially if your partner, if you don't know, maybe because they weren't verbal enough or you don't know if they climaxed or their body didn't tell you how excited they were. I mean, there is, I think, in the debrief times that, you know, we want our partner to to tell us either what wasn't working or what was working because we don't know. And so that reassurance is at least they're engaged with us. They're engaged enough in the conversation to want to improve it, to make it better for themselves. You say this a lot. You know, a pursuer wants a withdrawer to want sex for themselves. And and one way we push them as a sexual pursuer is to get them to talk about how it would be better. And and also the anxiety is, I think, as a sexual pursuer is, are they not expressive enough because I'm not doing it right? I'm not a good enough lover. I'm not as attractive or, you know, whatever the millions of anxiety thoughts that come to the head of a pursuer mm-hmm. they they need relief from that so yeah they push the debrief yeah so we're getting the pushing that either wants excitement or more positivity mm-hmm. or they want some reassurance we also know great lovers can communicate so that we want to focus on the health right because if couples can talk more, they're going to have better sex. Yes. So what's getting in the way? Let's try to shift gears towards what's blocking more of these withdrawers from wanting to talk about it. What is it about? Hey, how was that for you, baby? <laughs> that just, <laughs> you know, leads to, come on, I don't want to talk about that. You know, just, you know, let's just enjoy the silence. Right. Mm-hmm. What is it about the lack of words? That's a lot safer for a lot of withdrawers. Mm-hmm. I will say, and I'm speaking from a female body, that arousal is a de-inhibitor. And so when you're really aroused, most women feel kind of their modesty barriers coming down, um, the, the sense that they can be more open. But oftentimes the debrief is after they're no longer aroused, even if it's in the bed, you know, their, their arousal has de-escalated. And so suddenly what asserts itself, I think, is this this barrier to now I'm kind of coming back into the self. I let go. I was uninhibited. I entered that realm of fusion. And now I'm I'm coming back into the self and I just kind of need to find me again. And this feels not as good anymore. Like it's too open. I feel too exposed. Um, I, I feel too vulnerable in an unaroused state to be communicating. And that might not make sense if your sexual withdrawal is not very communicative or open during a roused state. But this is what women tell me a lot, George, is that yeah. once they're not aroused, they feel modest. They, you know, all the pressures of being a good girl, not talking about it, not thinking about it, not wanting it, 
a lot of those things come into play in their heads again. So there's pressure that way. So let me add to that pressure because I hear a lot of sexual withdrawers say they feel so relaxed afterwards. Mm-hmm. They just want to stay in that space. Mm-hmm. And, and it's starting to introduce the words, introduces the pressure again. Mm-hmm. Right? They have a lot of pressure before sex. And, and you know, so when they mm-hmm. actually can let themselves go and they're just enjoying the oxytocin high and they just want to relax, it's so hard for their body to get to that relaxed state. They don't want to ruin that. And a lot of mm-hmm. times that's what it feels like words are going to do, right? It's going to be like, all right, what did I do wrong? What did you want differently? What, what? There's always yeah. some kind of message that their body's bracing for. They just don't want to feel that. So they're not trying to push away their partner. They're trying to push away the pressure that's coming in these conversations. I think that's a good distinction. Yes. And I think withdrawers generally are more present oriented. They're in the moment. They're not comparing this moment to the potential next moment or the last moment. They just want to stay there. And I think you're right, switching modes from feeling in their body to an intellectual discussion and thinking about it. It's like, okay, then I have to leave my body's pleasant, wonderful, relaxed feelings and go into my head. And that's not necessarily what we want for a sexual withdrawal, to leave that pleasant, wonderful, rewarding relaxation. And that's what would feel like a bridge. How could the conversation feel relaxed? Because mm-hmm. it was a relaxed conversation. That might be something that withdrawal would be more interested in. One of the things you have said in trainings and that I've listened to you, that withdrawers don't particularly like questions as much, that they really mm-hmm. do better with validation and reflection and so I'm wondering if, as a sexual pursuer, if if there would be a vulnerability that would help the withdrawer just to say, you know, for me, that was just wonderful. You know, all mm. of the sort of comments that don't necessarily demand anything from the partner. And if the partner does say, yeah, it was really good. Oh, that's so good to hear that it was good. Versus tell me how it was good, which I think is a pusher and a pursuer, I always want even more, you know, but that pressures it. So I wonder if that would make it more relaxed. I like that. I'm coming up with the image, you know, the sexual pursuer say it's a man in this case, you know, maybe talking to his penis. Hey, buddy, wasn't that amazing? (laughs) I feel so good. How do you feel, buddy? Like (laughs) having that conversation externally so you can like still get the high from talking, but not having to put the pressure on your partner, the questions and inviting them. If they want to jump in and talk about what's pretty great for them, they could join you. But I think you're right. There's something about being put on the spot and saying, hey, how was that for you? That immediately like elicits that defense mechanism. I love right, your so, example. It's, it's so playful. It's so much fun. And we know so many men have relationships with their penises yeah. that are personified. So, you know, it's so great. And, and, you know, wouldn't it be great if a woman said, and Mrs. V, what'd you think, you know? What'd you think? How about a little high five, buddy? High five? <laughs> <laughs> you could have a whole, again, this pursuer can still have the conversation without putting their partner on the spot. I think that's a really good idea, Laurie, of, of, of not asking the questions and being able to, again, invite this partner's engagement from a relaxed place because mm-hmm. it's not asking for anything. 
It's mm-hmm. like an open door. If you want to come into this conversation and say anything, cool. But I'm having this conversation anyway because I like staying in this space. Mm-hmm. For me, words add to the experience. They don't take away. I think for many withdrawers, that switch, like you said, from body relaxation into words it ruins or diminishes their pleasant, pleasurable, relaxed feelings in the body. They just, they don't integrate them as well. So maybe when we come back, we can play with it. We'll role play doing it the wrong way. Okay. See what it feels like to kind of be put pressure on. Yeah. And then we'll do it again in a more relaxed way and see if it, if you all can feel the difference between the two. Okay. Lori, big shout out to HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Again, I'm a huge fan. Three meals a week, me and my wife eat HelloFresh every single week. Good, healthy food, I can't even tell you. I mean, I I am a meat and potatoes guy. I never ate so many good vegetables in my life. I'm going to live longer because (laughs) of HelloFresh. Absolutely. And it's so cheap, it's stealing. They give us 60% off plus free shipping. And I love the salmon with the mushroom risotto. Oh my gosh, that's our favorite. I mean, all of those weekly recipes, you get 40 choices and it's so easy. It comes to you pre-proportioned. All you have to do is cook it up and enjoy it. I don't have to meal plan. I don't have to prep. I don't have to shop. It just comes to my door and it's good food. That's the main thing that it's good. It tastes good. It got me eating all these healthy meals. It's it's doing something right. And it's spices and the stuff that they have are just, I never thought I'd be such a big fan. I thought I'd try it a couple of times and go back, but I am, I'm signed up for life with these people. So go to hellofresh.com slash 4Play60 and use the code 4Play60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 4Play60 and use the code 4Play60 for that 60% off plus free shipping. I take Athletic Greens AG1 every day for the last month, Lori, right before my workout. And I tell you, it gives you a burst of energy. I feel you go. I'm so proud of you adding this to your shake. This is great. You know, I've heard about AG1 from Huberman, another podcaster. He's the top podcaster of all time, really. He's top of the field and anything he recommends, I kind of trust. And I've been drinking it. I've been trying to get my green shake in in the morning. I just add in AG1 kind of as a boost for digestion, for my hair, for my sleep, to give me more nutrition. So if you want to take ownership of your health, like George and I are trying to do, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Try AG1. It's an amazing nutritional drink and a great way of supporting your immune system. Go to athleticgreens.com slash foreplay. Don't forget us. That's athleticgreens.com slash foreplay. Check it out, y'all. ZocDoc, it's a new app. There's no more Dr. Roulette. You can find what you're looking for without any burden. You just go onto the app. You'll find a doctor that you need with the specialty that you need. Also, you can find out if they even take your insurance. It's so great. You find out if it's close to you. How close is the doctor that is going to meet your needs? ZocDoc will tell you. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. Right. When you're not feeling your best, it's hard to want to do that search, and this makes it so easy. 
Go to ZocDoc.com slash foreplay and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. Don't just trust podcasts for medical advice. Choose from thousands of patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. Get the care that you need. That's zocdoccom slash foreplay. Don't forget us. ZocDoc.com slash foreplay. All right, let's take these concepts around pursue is pushing and more relaxed, which are, let's see if we can play with it a bit. Lori, what do you think? <laughs> okay, let's do it. Let's figure out. First, we're going to role play the bad way. Yeah. Okay. Well, not the bad way, the normal way most people miss each other <laughs> for good reasons. Yeah. So who okay. do you want to be? Um, I could be the sexual pursuer. Okay. Pushing. All right. So again, let's just get into our mindsets. You know, I'm a sexual withdrawer. Okay. As a as a male, so that might be for good reasons. You know, I've had some ED issues. I've had you know some struggles. So sex for me is is loaded. It's like a minefield. Every time we're done with sex, I always feel so connected. I say, "Well, I wish we would do this more." Mm-hmm. Right, but it's like you know, there's a big history of pressure on this for me. Yeah. Okay. So let's see, I would be, I would say something like, so man, that was so good. That was so great. I loved it. I love being with you. Thank you so much. You know, I just, I I was wondering, when you came, it's like you didn't really make any noise or say anything. And I could tell, obviously, that you were coming. But I'm just wondering, like, what happens inside you when you come? Is it? You know, you you don't say anything. Do you do you not kind of feel like crying out loud or moaning or something? Do you really want to talk about this now? I mean, I'm just well. I, I'm in a oh good place. I I didn't. Um, you don't want to talk about it, I guess. No, can we just lay here and just like it was? I agree, it was great. Let's just leave it there. Just feel in that good spot. I'm only, for me, you know, words and that sound is so exciting to me. I I just, and I'm wondering, like, are you kind of holding it in? Do you not feel free with me to let it out? You can't really help yourself, can you? I mean, you just can't let it go once you want to talk about something. I I, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't mean to push you. I I was just excited about it. you are pushing me. Okay. I just... I kind of just want to understand you, honey, like what goes on inside you and and how I'm we can sorry, make this I'm not better. Good at making sounds. I just don't Is it okay to not want to make sounds? I guess. I guess, but like I I make sounds and you seem to like that, so I really got to wake up early tomorrow. But thank you. It was a good night. Okay, now I just feel like separate from you and disconnected. Bomb. <laughs> and he's asleep. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Wasn't 
that suck. That it sucks, sucks for both of us how this ends. Lori's going to be up for a couple hours frustrated and, yeah. you know, thinking mind racing on all these different scenarios. And even though I can fall asleep, it's still falling asleep with another message of pressure on my shoulders and another message I did something wrong. Yeah. And for her, the, the you know, the feeling of he won't go further with her, you know, she's all revved up and all excited about it and potentially very curious about what's happening in his mind. But as she goes ahead and asks, you know, I could feel it, just the pressure mounting, the more resistance, the pressure mounting. You know, it's like I had to struggle past his resistance to pressure even further because I had a goal. Like, I was wanting something from him. I want to understand him. And I think there really is a good intent inside the pursuer when they're bringing this up. But, you know, you can just see the impact land and land and land and push their partner further away and— well, it's a good think? exercise for pursuers to notice that shift from this positive longing of wanting something good to this anxiety of kind of being shut out mm-hmm. because that's a very different energy. And most pursuers are not even aware of that themselves, right? Mm-hmm. They just keep on going. But to be able to notice that anxiety, I think it's really important to honor that because a lot of pursuers don't recognize they're unloading anxiety to someone who's an expert at picking that up and mm-hmm. expert at wanting to block it. So yes. this whole communication happening underneath the, the surface energetically between both people that neither one of them are really naming. Right. I like the thought of naming it, catching ourselves in the midst of this same dynamic and then maybe untangling it from that aspect. Is that how we do this? So when we do it, I in think, way yeah, that- we could have two versions maybe of this going well. You know, the one would be not even hitting the anxiety. Okay. Right. That would be the playful, inviting, no questions, just you kind of doing you and seeing if I want to come in. Okay. But we're not always going to get this right. And sometimes in the pursuer's attempt to share and be playful, they might ask a question that sets this thing off. And how would a couple catch it and repair it? I guess those are two different versions, mm-hmm. maybe. Okay. So one is the the non-threatening sort of free association to the moment. Yeah. And if the withdrawer wants to come in, good. And if he doesn't. Let's see that one. That's okay. Okay, let's do that one. Oh, my gosh. That was like an 11 on my scale of 1 to 10. <laughs> that was so good. I loved it. You know, honey, just when you're on top of me, it's like that weight is, it It just, it like makes me feel so safe and so contained. And ironically, then you're inside me too. It's just, I can't even describe it to you what it's like. It's like you're around me and inside me. And it just is amazing to me the way it makes me feel so a part of you. I love it. It is pretty cool. Yeah. I know. I know. It is It is so cool. Sometimes I wish you could be a woman for five seconds just to feel that. You know, I'm sure it's really different on your side what it feels like to be on top and inside. But for me, it's it's this both-and experience. And, you know, your, your body is so warm, and I love the hair on your body, and just I, the motion, the friction, like not just inside me, but on top of me, all of it is so good. It's funny, I never thought about what it would be like to be a woman. (laughs) And I'm glad for that, honey. (laughs) 
<laughs> I am really oh, glad. It must be a bit different. I just never thought of that. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's it is. I, I, you know, sometimes it's like, wouldn't it be cool to just be inside each other's brains for five seconds or five minutes when we're having sex and to to feel it? Like, I often try to picture what it's like to be a man to be inside and like what that must feel like and. I would like that. Okay. All right. Let's again. You see how different that felt for for me. Uh-huh. Right? It was like I was feeding off your energy. It was just interesting. There was nothing being asked of me. Yeah. Right. And, and there's something contagious about your energy that's like, huh? I, it pulls me in mm-hmm. when it's not asking anything of me. I felt like I could stay in that relaxed state and join in if I wanted to or not. Right. There was no pressure, and I think that really felt different than the first time. Yeah, and I think your voice was like warm and kind of going along with it. You were engaged in the conversation, even though you weren't asking me any questions or adding all that much. There was still, I felt the presence of this man that, you know, mm-hmm. he was with me in it and he was entertained by my noodling and, you know, just it, it felt good. I, I think that's a, that is a smart technique if you're a pursuer, just free associating to all the joy that you felt, all the different yep. little thoughts that you had, and not asking any questions. Here comes the hard one. Okay, let's do it. Let's finish let's, with this. So this is going to be the repair. Okay, right? let's mess this it up the and then repair. Sue is going to introduce good good vibe. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to engage because there's a question. It's mm-hmm. going to increase some anxiety for the pursuer. And what the heck do we both do with that when she has anxiety and I have pressure? Right? Okay. We're going to have to figure out what, how to protect each other from that. Okay. okay so I'm going to go again. I'm going to just go back to the first one. You know, honey, that was so great. I, I love being with you. It is, it is, I don't know, it's the highlight of my day for sure. But it, I mean, that this time was so good. I just, I felt good about us being together. When you were inside me and you came, I I was thinking, like, what is he thinking about? What is it like? He doesn't really say much. And I don't know. Is there a part of you that kind of wants to cry out and like I do and, you know, I don't know, moan or something? And what, what happens inside you? Yeah, Why are I you maybe more quiet? I don't really think about much, Lori. I just try yeah. to turn my brain off. So Yeah, and I. I can appreciate that, that you're probably in your senses and, and I want you to be in your senses. I, but I, you know, for me, it's just such a turn on to kind of not only know your body, but to know your erotic mind. And do we really want to analyze this now? Okay. So you don't want to talk about this. I just want to relax here. Just kind of lay here in this. Remember you talked about the afterglow? I just want to lay in the afterglow. I know, and I do too. But I I guess for me, some of what's exciting in the afterglow is to talk about it. And and then I learn more about you, and I want it to be good for you. Mm-hmm. It's good when we don't talk about it. Okay, now I just... I feel like I've stepped on your toes and suddenly for me this sense of connection is dissipating and okay I don't want you to 
I don't want you to have to go away. Obviously, there's something happening inside me. I can even feel the pressure that I'm pushing to get more from you, and it's pushing you away. I don't want to do that to you, and I don't want to feel rejected. And I know most of the time you're not trying to reject me. You're just trying to protect yourself from what mm-hmm. feels like pressure. So how do we do well, this, honey? You. Well, again, I know you're coming from a good place, and it's okay that you want to talk about it, right? It's I'm glad to hear it was great. And I'm just, and I'm glad you can see that sometimes the timing isn't so great for me to want to talk about it because it introduces that pressure. So I'm not trying to not talk to you or shut you down. I just want to stay in this relaxed place. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know how to, can I? So you want to be, be okay? relaxed yeah. and your body's already relaxed and this talking doesn't feel as good. I'm hearing that. Yeah, maybe, you know, we could, I don't know, after we take a shower or something, talk about it. Like, just want to have this kind of time of, you know, I don't know how to not feel pressured in these conversations, but I know we need to figure that out. I mean, there has to be a better time to talk about these because to never talk about it's not fair to you either. And I want to learn how to talk about it too. So again, I'm sorry I, I f- so quickly feel this kind of pressure, but it's just like every part of me just wants to stay relaxed. And sometimes the questions just kind of take me out of that zone. Yeah. Okay. I, I so appreciate you thinking about my need to keep talking and my enjoyment of that and offering that maybe there's just a better time. That makes me not feel as separate from you. So I like that. Thank you. All right. So again, it don't have to be perfect. It's just an yeah. attempt to see each other, right? I felt better. You felt a little bit better instead of that negative cycle. This is, remember the difference between the best and the worst couples is that ability to repair. It's the ability to still see the other person's perspective and try to protect them while you're also trying to stand up for yourself and protect yourself. Mm-hmm. You can hold the bridge, you know, between both realities instead of just getting caught up in a tunnel vision of your own. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, I think in this last conversation, what I would say is there's a little bit of, you know, feelings about that, even as we repair. It wasn't as lovely as just the example before where we stayed connected, but it feels better than that terrible shut off place of now we're in total disconnect. It's like, it's not perfect. I still feel a little upset, but, you know, I, he's offered to talk to me later and and he's been gentle and he's stayed with me and he's thought about my perspective. So that's good. Nice. We're striving for good enough people, not perfection here. So, Okay. Thanks for listening. Keep it hot, y'all. Call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.